arrived. Tugging off her apron, Nat's mom hurried to him and drew him toward Nat. Mr. Beeman was a lawyer, the only one in town other than Mr. Beeman Sr. Nat's mom was his receptionist. He shook Nat's hand. I hear congratulations are in order. Well, I, said Nat. There's quite a sum of money, said Mr. Beeman, giving Nat's hand a good hard squeeze before letting go. A tidy sum, said Miss Brown. Two big ones, Junior, said Mrs. Smith. Makes all the difference. The difference it made. At Mrs. Smith's direction, Nat had applied to three colleges. Harvard, because it was number one on the U.S. News and World Report ranking of universities. Inverness, because it was number one on their list of small colleges. And Arapaho State, thirty miles away, in case something went wrong. The results? Admission to Harvard, making Nat the first student ever taken from Clear Creek High, and possibly from the whole county. But Harvard hadn't offered enough money, not close. Admission to Inverness, also a first, with more money, but still not enough. Arapaho would pay the full shot. And that was that. Arapaho. Until this morning. Now, with the $2,000 added to a home equity loan, the savings Nat would accumulate that summer at the mill, and an on-campus job at Inverness, they could just swing it. Just. Nat and his mom had each done the figures, figures that covered two sheets of yellow pad paper still lying on the kitchen table. Mr. Beeman produced a bottle of pink wine. A ray of sunlight made it glow like a magic potion. A pink day. The wine, Mom's face, Mrs. Smith's hands. Pink, the color that separated girls from boys. Inverness was far away. Glasses, Evie, said Mr. Beeman. The long, slow blink. Wine glasses, are you saying? Whatever you've got, Evie, paper cups will do. Mr. Beeman unscrewed the bottle, filled five cups. Nat knew almost nothing about wine, but suddenly had a strange thought. I might have to know from now on. He checked the label, saw pink Zinfandel in big letters, also read the serving suggestions, cold, on the rocks, with soda water, with a twist. "'To the big bucks,' said Mr. Beeman. His eyes met Nat's. Nat couldn't help recalling that his mother had asked for a raise from eight fifty to nine dollars an hour after the Inverness financial aid package had arrived and had been turned down. Mr. Beeman's eyes slid away. "'To Nat,' said Miss Brown. "'To Nat,' said everyone." and four great years at Inverness. They drank. The wine was cold and sweet. Nat had tasted wine a few times before, but nothing as good as this. He memorized the name of the winery. So, said Mr. Beeman, what's the story with this famous place? Uh, Tell you the truth, I never heard of it. No, said Nat's mom. A little wine slopped over the side of her cup. Oh, bosh, said Mrs. Smith. She dug a copy of U.S. News and World Report from her purse, flipped through, thrust the relevant page under his nose. See, she said, Inverness first, Williams second, Haverford third. Elite, said Miss Brown. Creme de la creme, said Mrs. Smith. Imagine the people he's going to meet. Well, it's just odd I hadn't heard of it, that's all, said Mr. Beeman. Miss Brown and Mrs. Smith both pursed their lips, as though keeping something inside. Miss Brown succeeded. Mrs. Smith did not. You weren't a bad student, Junior. Not bad, he said with irritation. I graduated ninth in my class. As high as that, said Mrs. Smith. Nat was first this year, as I probably needn't mention. But it's not just a matter of grades and test scores nowadays, said Miss Brown. Nat had his basketball and his coaching little league and his job at the mill. The mill? That counts? It all adds up, said Miss Brown. We're talking about the whole package, said Mrs. Smith. Miss Brown narrowed her eyes at Mrs. Smith, but said nothing. Mr. Beeman drained his cup, studying Nat over its rim. 
It was very quiet for a moment, one of those small-town moments with no sound at all but that of a jet plane, almost inaudible. Nat caught his mom studying him, too, as though she were trying to figure out some stranger. He grinned at her, and she grinned back. Her upper left front tooth was slightly chipped, just like his. "'Why don't you fetch the brochure to show Mr. Beeman, Nat?' she said. Nat went into the house, one of the neighbors patting him on the back as he mounted the porch stairs. "'Go get him!' The Inverness brochure lay on the kitchen table beside the sheet of calculations. The picture on the front showed well-dressed students and a professor sitting under a red-leaf tree. Nat gazed at it, a beautiful photograph, very clear. The professor had tassels on his loafers, and so did two of the boys and one girl. He heard Mrs. Smith through the window screen, "'Best boy ever come out of this town!' Nat left the brochure on the table, went out of the house by the front door. He stood at the foul line in the driveway. The foul line itself was invisible, had faded away years ago, but his feet went right to the spot, the same way he could walk around the house.